The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. I hadn't thought that through into the uh, into the interview. I didn't think of that part. Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. I'm Toden from Toden.com, and of course, this is Media. This is Toden. Excuse me, I keep forgetting to actually change the name of the show just a little bit. It's Toden's Media Litter Sandwich now. Why? Well, because I have a Patreon, and instead of doing Media Litter Sandwich, I did Toden because I have other projects I wanna I want help with. Uh, and some people prefer the event videos, some people like this. Let's just throw it all together, right? So you go ahead over to Patreon and check that out. You can be the first person to listen to the podcasts. And now if you want to be the second person, or at least, you know, listen to it with me, go to DV Radio on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time Zone. I'm in the chat room, so you can listen to the audio version, which is the first public release, and I'm in the chat room. And then, of course, then goes on the pod, uh, on all the podcasts and the YouTubes and this tubes and this thing over there. I don't know where it all goes. But so you're returning with us. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Give us, go ahead, Steve. Tell us all about yourself in 20 seconds. All right. I am Steve, comma, the amazing, technically world famous performer of Impossible Things from out in the, the Detroit, Michigan area here, more or less. Little South. Uh, that's really, that's the entire thing. Uh, there is not that much to me anymore. I, I Yeah, well, you, you, performer, writer, instructor. Yeah, I write, uh, write books for other performers, and uh, I do gigs for local events, and then I also put on, uh, find a venue and put on shows for, uh, not for myself, but... Uh, but for other people. Oh, but, see, I put on shows for myself. Yeah, I mean, the show know, is... Who else is going to listen, right? It's for me, sure, but... Uh, <laughs> That's how you know you're having thing. fun. Yeah, it's a certain thing that I want to get out like artistically and stuff, so I'll get a, a venue. I'm putting on the show myself. That's what I meant. The show is for other people uh, to show up to. Since we're just starting right now, go ahead and give uh, a website or something so people can look you up while you're talking. Yeah, uh, facebook.com slash Steve the Amazing, probably the best place to reach me. Otherwise, uh, like especially for booking, if you're if booking purposes, it's gonna, they're going to charge you more for stuff because uh, you're not booking directly. So facebook.com slash Steve okay, the Amazing. Okay, book you for what? I, I, I need a demonstration. That's Already, a, I, I'm starting off the gate saying I want a demonstration. You know what? That's a great point. Let's... Uh, We'll do this. We'll get some technology involved. This way, I'll also be able to make sure that my uh, phone is actually uh, silenced. Mine aren't. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've got a good enough song if somebody does call. Not that anyone no. ever, ever calls. I just put mine on Do Not Disturb because I forgot. <laughs> uh, so what we're, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have a random word shows. And I've I, uh, gone to uh, a website... It's uh, justrandomwords.com, mm -hmm. uh, words with a Z. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend other people going to it. It might give you viruses. I don't know. I'm trying to remember if that's a, uh, if that's one of the websites uh, I used to go to when I was writing scripts and just give me like random names. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it's something like that. I used to use it for um, like a creative writing prompt since we were mm -hmm. talking about writing and stuff. Uh, so I go to it. It's got a couple of different languages. I don't know Portuguese, so I'm going to go with this one. Uh, every time you click... It'll go to a different random okay. word. So it's like a Rorschach test. Yeah, something like that. So I'm gonna have you. Uh, don't let me see. I'll turn uh, slightly away and try to stay on the mic. But just kind of tap the screen a few times until you find a, a word that you like or whatever. All right. Oh, the camera can't see it anyway. Oh, okay, that's, cool. That's, that's all right. Fine. Maybe they can trust you. Just take a look. Make sure you kind of have the all word right. in mind. You've seen a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. And then once you're done, tap the screen a few more times so a different word shows up. That way. Okay. All right. Because uh, oftentimes if I ask somebody to uh, think of a random word, they'll end up picking either a word about themselves or a, a word of mm -hmm. room around. So we want a, a really nice test to start off with. This uh, 12,000, just under 12,000 words. 
some of them that I click right now, huh? <laughs> some of I them, thought it was more closer oh. to nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are a, a bit cool, others uh, not not so much. Yeah. Um, so what we're gonna try to do? I'm gonna try to get as close to the word as I can. Okay. We are just starting, so who knows? Might be uh, in ter- terribly off base. Um, we're both wearing stripes today. Yeah, so, I mean we came close. Okay, all right. We might have a sh- we might have a shot at this then. Uh, start on the first letter in the word. Obviously, nothing out loud at this point. Okay. But uh, the first letter in the word, and just kind of think of I don't know if you can think of a month that starts with that letter. Go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, all right. So that very quick, easy. Uh, that does let me know it's one of a particular like eight or nine letters or so right. that are. Um, so uh, we'll do this. In your head, just kind of uh, beat by beat, go through the whole word. So about four syllables then there, something like that. Um, and a V. There's a V in, like, in the middle somewhere, right? Probably. Yeah, so like uh, so blank. See, now I'm like closing my mouth. Like, okay, maybe I mouthed at one point. Okay, shut your mouth. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we got like blank, a V, a blank, and a blank is kind of what I'm getting. So... Um, now I just want to think of a song uh, and start singing that instead. <laughs> okay, so I was getting something from the song. Uh, so um, <laughs> later in the year, uh, a colder uh, month. So I'm going to go with D. So D. V, so like Dove uh, blank blank uh, development. Shite. Is that it? How did? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got that. I will tell you what, words are really hard. Okay. Words are really hard, and I'm more of a visual person, uh-huh. so uh, it, it does help to be able to see it a bit more. So uh, I was terrified on that one. I really thought we were going to get way <laughs> off base. <laughs> In my mind, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, Devo, do you want to whip it? Wait, that's not the word. Not the worst of that song. <laughs> Something whip it. Whip it. Oh, wait, no, they got to think of the word. Got to think of the word. <laughs> oh, I, dude, that's, well, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, uh, that's so that's being a mentalist. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, a little mental, mental magic, uh, mm-hmm. m- mind reader type things. That uh, that's your bread and butter, right? The mentalist, or yeah, that's the thing that I've been most interested in for uh, a good like fifteen or so years now. Even if I, even when I was like interested in magic, which I still am. I mean, I still consider myself a magician. Um, I can make an audience disappear. <laughs> I'm trying to make audiences appear so far. Uh, see, I never mastered that. Yeah, one. you can get 15 to 20. I'm doing that's not okay. too bad. I like those. It's a nice show too, and uh, a nice um, size, a, a little intimate kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we saying? Yeah, I mean, like I started <laughs> off with like cards and coins and rubber bands, and if I'm like backed into a corner, I'll, I'll, I can do card tricks for like three hours at a time or something. Uh, but even with like any kind of card magic kind of things, there's always like a mental side to anything that I, I do. I, I love how our brains work and lies that we tell ourselves and without even knowing we're telling ourselves and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. But yeah, the mental stuff, the mind reading stuff, and definitely more the bread and butter. And I mean, magic, I guess, is probably also the thing that pays the bills. I'll do a lot of just kind of strolling magic shows and stuff as yeah. well. Um but yeah, I've been doing that for a long time where you get like, you end up having like drawers and drawers of Well, decks you of cards travel around for this stuff too. I just saw that you're recently in Las Vegas. Yeah, I got to do a lecture in Las Vegas on Friday the 13th. It was my first ever uh, lecture. And uh, I figured what better time and what better place than Friday the 13th in Las Vegas to do your first lecture. Um, so that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, probably just starting to like push forward with uh, doing some more. And uh, the next one's maybe not quite as glamorous. Uh, Wichita, Kansas is what ah. I'm looking at in the summer. <laughs> it's hot in Wichita. So, you know, man, to do an instructional, like to go out of Las Vegas and teach people, someone's got to have a lot of respect for you. They got to be like, yeah. wow, this guy can teach me something. Yeah, that was... Um it was uh, this guy named Scott. He uh, we we met up before. He had bought my books before that. Uh, so I write books for performers. He bought some of them, and uh, we ended up getting together for. Um, 
he lives in he lives in Vegas, but we were getting together for an event in Arizona, uh, in Phoenix. It was just a lot cheaper to. Want to be there next month for for a gig, anyways? Okay, yeah. Um, it's a magical place on its own. Vegas is too. I mean, Vegas yeah. is amazing. But uh, flew into Vegas because it was cheaper, and then the two of us flew, uh, drove to Phoenix together. So we got to hang out for a while, and um, yeah, that weekend basically built the the relationship to then get out there for. Uh, uh, for a lecture in Vegas, and I tell you what, it was the that I ended up staying for about a week, and it was the uh, most amazing and cheapest time I've ever spent on vacation ever. Nice. We were broke. We bought uh, Goober, the peanut butter and jelly in one jar at the oh, supermarket. Yeah. I've never bought it before, but it suddenly made so much sense when you're on vacation because it's the two so you things put it in together. The fridge, and then the peanut butter it comes very very tough. Yeah, that's, I can't remember. Well, whether it is shelf stable or not, who cares? Um, but it's <laughs> just, it's like you don't need to buy a giant thing of one, a giant thing of the other. Like mm-hmm. the one jar lasted us a week. We just had peanut butter and jelly for lunch every day. But uh, yeah, that was, um, it was great. Uh, I felt like a rock star going around. Um, I ended up in like, uh, a pool party that had like all these other famous magicians at it. And uh, oh, I was very just cool. like, yeah, I'm like, how in the world did this happen? Uh, we're like playing uh, beach volleyball or pool volleyball, whatever that is. I don't know what the name of that is. Uh, <laughs> volleyball in the pool. And my friend's like, hey, I didn't want to tell you, but like over my shoulder is uh, is this guy. And I'm like, it was like, well, that's, and was like, no, that's this other guy. He's like, oh yeah, he's here too. So it's just like <laughs> a bunch of people that I don't know how many. People. That's so cool doing that stuff for the first time. I used to go to uh, uh, YouTube parties and okay, yeah, and he used to be like, "Oh yeah, uh, epic rap battles." Oh yeah, that's epic rap battles over there. There's I Justine. There's there's uh, uh, Grace and uh, a drunk kitchen person. The Holy <laughs> Trinity thing. Oh, they're leaving because what's her name's ex is here too. So they're they're leaving now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like earlier in the day, I was at. Uh, we did some like last minute. Uh, oh, I got some free tickets for Lance Burton and Matt King. They're doing this little interview and uh, met them after. And then like later that day, it was, it's like we're just going to what I thought was just a pool party with his yeah. friends. But he's <laughs> a he's a pretty prominent like Vegas magician. So he's like performing all the time, and he flies out to like New York and stuff. And then it, so I just didn't realize his friends are also like some of the most famous <laughs> performers. Below, like, they're a couple steps below, like, Penn and Teller. Like, they don't have, right. like, the giant signs. But, like, they're known enough. Like, it's like, I remember your Comedy Central special kind of thing. Yeah, that, um, that's always so cool. Yeah, I was like, I saw you with Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and this is everyone just, just, just being loose. They're like, no one was performing on the side. Of like, hey, did you see this one yet? Or <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, the, it is kind of fun when they're like, hey, you know, I'm trying to figure, you know, it's like, hey, I want to run through a trick and can you help me out? I'm trying to, there's a part I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, like, we had some of that stuff. Um, like during during the days and things like you just kind of be hanging out and it's mm-hmm. like uh, tossing out ideas or while you're driving like it's something that's in our heads like all the time um, but doing uh, car tricks while you're driving just doesn't well, sound safe it, we weren't we weren't do, you would talk the ideas out you're like uh, hey I got this crazy idea you think this is? I want to make a car float you think we could do that right now <laughs> those are the kind of things that go through where you just like mm-hmm. I heard one magician talk about making a building float and it's like well that's not but if it was <laughs> like, <laughs> how would you go about that um yeah so it's just uh that is not where I wanted to start where was I we're just yeah. You were at a pool party. Yeah, we had the pool party, and then also I your mean, shirt was off. Uh, um, and actually, uh, true, I yeah. did not do the shirt in the pool. Like I, I really thought I was going to. So I'm not a mentalist. I, I can just uh, um, no, no, I totally am. I'm reading your mind. Right, exactly. And no, no, I will yeah. not do that for a dollar. Um, <laughs> go ahead, man. So you're at the pool party. Oh well, beyond the pool party, like just like we're uh, so with the performing, like we weren't performing at the pool party. Sure, uh, I don't know. I had the itch to do it here and there. But I mean, it yeah, is water everywhere. Yeah, the edge was in the middle of your shoulders. You <laughs> couldn't quite get it. And oh, no. So, I, so someone whipped the volleyball at you. <laughs> and you're like, that felt good. And then your wife looked at you like you're an idiot. My my wife didn't get to stay for the second Aww. half of the trip. Yeah, she was there for the first three days. We did all the casino looking. And uh, then I got like the real like 4 a.m. karaoke bar kind of feel of Vegas 
Where it's like, I didn't see the strip again until I left. So it's like, I, I just see it in the distance yeah. with like the, the Luxor light and then a couple of other little stratosphere or whatever, like things up there. Um, but yeah, my, my one friend, he's uh, performing to like four in the morning, like just at uh, karaoke bars. Just You just go uh, table to table, just like, hey, how's it going, you guys? <laughs> you do something, then he went up and did like uh, Eminem. Uh, what was the, the one where he like broke the world record for words in a rap I song know. i don't remember what it is um but uh he went and did that and nailed every single word in karaoke and then would just go around the bar and like uh do tricks to everybody so do, have you done that like is that planned or like hey let's just walk around and do tricks um that's hard to say because i don't have friends so uh <laughs> i uh i don't get to do that part that often um but there's been some times where yeah you just kind of we have like a weekly, we used to have a weekly meeting. Uh, we've all kind of gotten a little busy. Um, these are different. These They're are called local lives. Friends. Yeah, these are local friends. Um, and uh, well, the thing was we got together to kind of build each other up. And then mm -hmm. we each like kind of got busy with doing lives. And, yeah, like we did. <laughs> we did it. We, we were doing and we doing pretty so good. So and so got married. Yeah. I knew he wouldn't get real far. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, if this was, if we were off the mic, I've got some stories to tell some of my friends. They've got some interesting lives. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, it's just that they're kind of personal and it's, I don't want to. No, no, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't I'm not do doing that, that here. Uh, I, I, I want to keep what few friends I have. Um, but yeah, yeah, you'll get, uh, you'll get sometimes where you're just kind of together and the idea is more to kind of like create stuff, work on stuff, but then like if you notice somebody's looking or if you're like, well, this would probably be better if you didn't know everything that I'm doing. Um, like you, you kind of jump to the next table and, and show something real quick. Uh, for me, it's gotten to a point where I really just perform at gigs and I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I've not done it as, I don't know if it's just kind of a getting older thing where you don't feel the, the need to, to do that as your icebreaker anymore or what, or if it's just, no, a, I always thought like doing it as an icebreaker, just, you know, meeting new people. I always thought that was more of a flirtatious tactic. That's and true. You don't really have to do that anymore. I know your wife. There's no reason for you to walk around to strangers. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Like you don't need the, yeah, that honestly, well, unless I, you're trying to get a new job and you're doing this at like some kind of networking event. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, also like during the week, I host bar trivia. So, <laughs> hey I, guys, I, we should hire Steve. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about IT or programming or coding or networking. <laughs> but you know what? He knows this great card trick, and I'm sure he'll just be a ride around the office. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, well, so the nice thing I do, uh, I do run a, a trivia company, a local trivia company now, and uh, so I mean that could be a thing. I could network something with that, where it's like I'm a I'm an entertainer. Let me show you a thing. And like, this is the kind of stuff that you can get every week at your bar or whatever. Uh, but yeah. that also gets me to get out any of that. Uh, cause the flirtatious stuff's there. It's been buried and repressed for years. Cause I had no idea how to get it out in high school. Um, so, uh, so the, the bar trivia does give me my interactions with people. And it's like, there's already a thing going on. Like they already know that Steve, the guy asking the question. So it's like, I don't feel the need to push it any further of, let me now show you a, a trick. Even though I did do it to promote like my uh, my last show, because um, I mean, like you got 20, 30 people in a room and I want to get some of them in the seat. So it, now it makes keep sense. in mind, we're talking about him do, going out hosting a trivia show. Yeah. And then he, he's working Using, the room while he's waiting for the time to start or maybe during like the halftime. Yeah, I did a little intermission. Like uh, just I was on the mic already. I was just like, hey, who wants to see something? Like, yeah. here we go. We're going to use that like table. that's great because you don't know any of these people's lives. Right. And, you know, they might have a corporate party or, or a team outing or. Oh, definitely. Or, you know, a kid's birthday. You know, you don't know. Yeah, that's where uh, it's... And an also the bar appreciates because they're keeping people engaged and they yeah. might, you know, and if they tell their people, they might recommend you, which may give you an... Uh, um, well, you work for yourself for your trivia. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. When I was doing trivia or when I was about to do trivia, I was working for another company. Right. So, you know, in that case, I would have been, you know, um, it would have been a great thing. Like, no, we really like this guy. Don't send anyone else. Exactly. And, yeah. And it's like, like, no, that. we don't want we don't want Dave to host. Who's Dave? Dave doesn't do... 
Uh, yeah, D- Dave's like looking at his phone between questions, <laughs> and he's like, you know, not doing magic like, right, exactly. like Steve does. Freaking Steve. <laughs> um, yeah. Bob's Bob, <laughs> no, Dave, ahead. Bob, Dave. No, I <laughs> I love Bob and Dave. <laughs> they're they're the fifth and sixth best trivia host uh, downriver. I didn't. It, oh, I was thinking of it and the D. Mm. <laughs> I almost made you spit. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, getting back on track. Okay. So yeah, doing magic. Uh, what? Yeah, doing magic while doing another show totally breaks breaks the ice, gets people to know you, um, and that's really cool for networking. What's and you're, and you're instructed, and you're so you're writing these books too yeah. for performers. Yes. Uh, now, yeah, they wouldn't really the performers be- that that read these. Do they necessarily have to be magic performers, or is this something that will translate to? Uh, commanding an audience. I would say very little of it would Mm -hmm. translate beyond the realm of, at the very least, magicians, and if not, more like the mentalists. Um, Okay. uh, I do get, um, you do get the chance in these books, which I I guess is pretty interesting. Like, most people don't see these kind of books. They'll see, like, the 101 Amazing Card Tricks. And there's, it's like, you do the trick, you do the trick, you do the trick. With these kind of books, uh, you Sure, you do the trick, but you kind of talk about the um, the motivation for doing it. You you get these chances to have like essays in between of kind of mm-hmm. uh, your philosophy of performing and stuff like that. So they are it, it is a different beast than what you would pick up at like a local library. Uh, but because of that, it is a bit more specific of the audience. It's more would, of a mental floss. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't even know what that means. I just <laughs> threw it out there, wondering if it'll stick. <laughs> it works good enough. Um, yeah, so you would have to have uh, some background in it, and and not enough of the book for the price would work for just like a standard performer or somebody, even just like a regular lay public or something. Um, even even to a degree, uh, magicians like magicians. Uh, I've read it, and they like some of the philosophy behind it, but a lot of a lot of times the tricks don't really translate mm-hmm. to anything that they would do anytime soon. So it is a bit more of a, a specific niche or whatever of people. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you can find your books on Amazon, but if anyone's on Amazon or if they have to shop on Amazon, go to smile.amazon because to no cost to you, you can pick a charity of your choice and they'll get a little bit uh, a little bit of a percentage of what you're buying. My charity of choice is, of course, DV Farm. Look up dvfarm.org. A lot of good stuff there. They even have coffee. Um, check it out. It's a really good cause. I swear, it's a great cause. Go, you know, don't believe me. Just go dvfarm.org and check that out. And uh, you know, shop. And if you can't buy anything from there, go to smile.amazon and pick dvfarm.org or just DV Farm as your charity of choice. To no cost, no cost to you, but they get a little bit of something and it does build up and help. All right. Anyways, um, I assume your are your books on Amazon, or they gotta go to a particular uh, place. Right now, no, just because I don't want to have somebody end up going like, "Oh, this will make me amazing," yeah. and then they buy it, and then they're like, "That's fine." You gave me a good spot out. for my yeah. for for my thing, so you're good. I'm down with that. <laughs> something. Uh, so something you'd brought up earlier that that clicked something in my head was um, this idea of there's kind of two sides. You're talking about how it's nice to uh, be able to network in, in certain events to get more bookings. Um, I have this like kind of two sides to my personality where it's like you've got, obviously, yeah, you want to have more gigs. You want you have bills to pay. You want to get some money. Mm-hmm. But then there's also just kind of like the artistic side. And you kind of have to find that balance between what you want to do as an artist and what you want to do to make money and get paid for bills and stuff. Like... Uh, um, and there also comes a point where you're teaching a craft and you get stuck in a certain way and because you haven't done it in a while. And I say that having taught video and seen other professors and stuff teach a craft uh, full time and then not actually doing it for a couple of years when the technology changes. Yeah, um, that can get difficult. So you still have to kind of keep. Like I mean, the only way to write these books is to keep performing things and uh, to to push, like to keep pushing forward. Otherwise, you you kind of stop. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something where you do need to take a step back from also just uh, teaching and writing and uh, and and get out there and, and perform some stuff. Yeah, because um, I know, and and I, I'll assume it's the same for the magicians' world. It's like even the vocabulary changes, it can. Uh, 
there's definitely can be some new stuff. And then like, uh, there's a lot of times, uh, that you get like these young kind of burst of, of people onto the mm -hmm. scene all of a sudden. And magic's a very, it's a very old history. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. And it's really hard to keep track of who created what, uh, because it's all based in secrets too. If there's any mm -hmm. kind of, uh, things out there for it. So it's really hard to get to keep up with all of that. And you have some people who have like the more accurate ways of, of describing things and other people are like, oh yeah, I saw this guy do that. And it's like, well, yeah, he did it. Sure. But it's like somebody 200 years ago did it too. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to, uh, I might have said this last time you're on the show as well. I, I used to do sound for university and for a while, once a month, then turn into like almost every other week. Uh, they would bring a performer in, and so when it was magicians, like I was there for like six, five or six years, something like okay. that. So I've seen several magicians, and I'm like, oh, I've seen, oh, I've seen this trick before. It's slightly different, but it's but it's essentially at its core the same trick. Yeah, you know, you can't always say that about comedy because it's a little bit easier to uh, uh, tell if you're directly ripping someone off if you're familiar with them with magic sometimes like it's the same core trick just different theatrics i mean you gotta True. have you gotta have some kind of theatrics you gotta be opting to a point <laughs> yeah yeah that i probably brought that up last time where it's just like it is a combination of all my favorite things of of a bit of acting and writing and and even arts and crafts and performing and just uh and also that artistic side of kind of, uh, I don't try to necessarily show somebody something brand new or make them believe in a particular thing. I just, my goal is to kind of, as often as I can, kind of remind people that we live on a sort of a magic world already. We live on, we live on this giant ball that shouldn't exist. It's so that's well, kind of my, I, I thing. don't believe you. I need another trek. Yeah. All yeah. right. What do we got? Let's see. So a lot of the stuff that I do, the show, the show that I'm doing, I've been trying to do a more consistent, like mm -hmm. not, I'm not at monthly yet, but, uh, it's about every two months, uh, doing a, a show at this venue. I, I'm trying to do like the same show kind of over and over again and see how it changes. And also, I mean, even though it's like the same show, it's a show really based on the audience that shows up. The second half is all, uh, a very pure straightforward like mind reading slash fortune telling of the people in the audience so it's okay. like the second half of the show for sure is different every time because it's all based on who and shows people up love that stuff um you know i, I, I i've been i've been to a stuff. couple psychic uh events and, yeah and i and i might have actually worked on a psychic talk show actually multiple psychic talk shows but it, it's uh um, yeah people love that type of stuff even if they're just reading people um not 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 supernatural reading people, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. reading their actions and their faces. And, well, you and see their it with emotions. the popularity of Sherlock Holmes. You like can he's do, been around. Yeah, you can do some cool cool stuff, and people don't really care if it's supernatural or not. They're there to be entertained. Oh That's, yeah, you know the old psychic friends hotline. You know, <laughs> yeah. on the bottom of the screen, say for entertainment purposes only. Sometimes yeah. you throw that in because I don't know how much they believe in it or not, but sometimes you throw some that in do, just to... Some don't. Remember when my a former co-host used to be a manager at one of those uh, uh, phone places, too. I, I don't know why I keep meeting these people. Um, <laughs> it's true. I keep running into these people. But, uh, uh, but yeah, he would say, yeah, some people definitely had a really talent. Other people just kind of read people. Yeah, which, I mean, we all kind of do it on our own. Like, the thing that I've found that I need to do most is, like, trusting those instincts. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll get something, and it's when you kick yourself later when you find out you were right, but you didn't say it out loud. Or another thing is having, um, spending a lot of time trying to work on actually getting the feeling that's in the back of my head that you're getting about a person and then putting it to words properly. Otherwise, you just kind of end up sort of talking around in, in circles so or something. So that's when I drink more. Oh, joking, see, I don't. Joking. Well, that might I, honestly, like, that would probably help me out a bit. Uh, but I don't <laughs> drink, so it's like I'm just. Uh, you're trying to describe this like feeling, and then you're like putting it through like filters in your own head instead of just letting it out kind of more naturally. And it's like, uh, so that's been something I've I've been working on for that half of the show, and it's uh, very freeing and a lot of fun. So, uh, it's, but it's uh, this idea of trying to like, so you're kind of reading people to get like a question that's in their head and then having to answer that question, kind of like tell them a bit about their future. So to do that, mm -hmm. you have to kind of know something that 
nobody can know. So we're going to do something with that with the cards because the cards are a nice representation of just sort of like all the, uh, I mean, really it's just sort of representation of just the randomness of life. Yeah, about 52 of them. Yeah, well, you've got red and black. That's indicative of night and day. You have four suits. There's four seasons in a year. You have 13 cards in each suit and uh, 13 lunar cycles in a year. You also have uh, 52 cards in 52 weeks. And if you were to add up the pips on the cards, that's the, uh, for those that don't know, mm -hmm. that's like the diamonds and each of the diamonds and the clubs and stuff. If you add up the pips, it gets to 366 with the jokers. It's uh, the number of days in a year. Or 365 if you take away a joker. I was about to say, like, this when, year, when you hit leap year. Yeah, so. this year's leap year, yeah. So um, one more time, just a small chunk of cards, like 10, 12, 20, I don't know, 48, whatever you want. And um, hey, this last time, time I took that many, you, you got me. You told me, I hey, know. no. All right. Um, Swatted my hand away like a... Yes. Like, like a like a child stealing bubble gum. So this time it's a little different. This time uh, I'm not going to have Joe's. you. I'm not going to have you look at any cards. Okay. Because uh, we want those to be like secrets, secrets that nobody knows. Okay. All right, secret Sam. And I'm going to try to do this in as quick as a way as possible because it. Uh, I do need to do it in silence, and that's not exactly good for the radio. So let's see. Do 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 do. Okay, I got one idea. So, anyways, um, let me see. What can I? What can I push? Um, hey, go on DV Radio and you can check out. Hey, they got a store now. Hey, did you know that DV Radio's got a store? You should totally check it out. Uh, they got some fun stuff over there. Um, you know who else has a store? Not me. But if you would like me to have a store, leave some comments and stuff like that. Maybe go over to Patreon. And I can get you something over there. Um, you can check out the tiers over there. Um, if I can uh, um, at least get a little bit of money, I could start a store. Um, you know, I have these bandanas I wear all the time. I get another set of bandanas. Or I could do something else. Maybe I'll get a t-shirt with, uh, may the algorithms be in your favor. All right, Jim oh, Carrey, gosh. what you got? All right, I changed my mind at last second. All right, I wrote down a few numbers. Uh -huh. uh, they may make uh, uh, they may not work out uh, immediately to what uh, a deck of cards would, would you'd expect, but I'm hoping um, I've got the number seven here. I'm hoping there's seven cards in your hand. I think that's probably right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hey, seven. Look All right. at that. And I'm thinking I've got the number three here. I was hoping that's the number of black cards. So we have one, two, three of those. The next one's a little weird. So the I, first number was seven. That was the number of cards I got. Next number is three. That was the number of black cards. And 27. The next number, 27. I mentioned all the different pips. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping this is right. I think there's 27. So we have uh, the two hearts. That's two pips. Here we have uh, add the seven to that. That's a nine. Add the four is a 13. Add the six is 19. Add the four, 23. Add that, 24, 25, 26. Ace of spades pips, is one. By pips, you mean sharp points uh, in the middle of the card. So we're not counting, like, the edges or... Yeah, well, it's, it's like a four of hearts has, has four, four pips. Because that's where the two come in that sharp little stabbing heart thing. Yeah, so that here, that's... Yeah, see, some of you probably never thought of a heart as a knife or a stabbing <laughs> object before. Ha, see? That, ah, now you guys are thinking of something. Don't think of that. That's illegal. This might be the easiest way to represent it. So we have 10 there, 10 there. That's 20, 24, 26, ace being one, 27. Uh, and, and the Jim Carrey reference was because Jim Carrey was in a movie called 27. That's why I called him that. He's in a movie called 27? I want to th say it was a 20-something. You're talking about the number 23. Oh, I was four off. Yeah, but it's like... it's 28. Hey, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, I did read, uh, I, and yeah, you know, I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave the, the rules of nines alone here. <laughs> so I was wrong. Yeah, I was like, with the number 23, it's this weird thing of like uh, the number 23 just kind of like working out in multiple places in 27's life. 27's more powerful than 23 anyway. Well, 27 was right. That's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if you were to add up, uh, some people like add up the digits in their in their or the number of letters in their name, and it would equal twenty three. Or if you start looking for it, you'd see it on like addresses and uh, 
license plates and stuff. <laughs> but then again, all I need to do is wait a couple seconds. I see 23 on the timer. So I guess. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't have, work for me. plenty of 23s here. Doesn't work for me because, like, you add up the letters in my name and it's just 19. I, so I'm not going to think work. that hard about the. Right, exactly. It's okay. I got a number three uh, number pencil somewhere. <laughs> really? No. Oh. <laughs> You're so disappointed. I am. It's like, I do I? I don't even have a, I don't have a pencil. I got a pen. Stole it from the hotel down the street. That's not cool. Don't steal pens from that hotel. Try steal pen from here at the wonderful Foundation Hotel. We are recording at Foundation Studio, the Foundation Hotel, which right across the street from the TCF Center, they used to be Kobo. So, yeah, we're downtown Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be Kobo for another 12 years. Like, you know yeah. that. Like, 1996 is still, like, three years ago. My, my girlfriend doesn't even live in Michigan, and she refuses to call it anything else than Kobo. Yeah. Plus, then again, I feel like once she she refuses to call DTE uh, any DTE either, she still calls that Pine Knob, and she's never even been there <laughs> when it was Pine Knob. At least I don't think she has. Yeah, that was the thing. I was never there when it was Pine Knob, and and now you call it Pine Knob. Too. I just call it DTE because I've been there for DTE, and yeah. I I forgot like it. There was a disconnect there, and I just oh I have to go to DTE, and it's like oh wait, where's Pine Knob? I've heard of Pine Knob, and it's like no, that's DTE. Oh okay. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me rephrase the question. Yeah, tell me a story that you couldn't believe the. Uh, no, tell me a story that not only made the audience smile but made you smile. There was a show I did actually just down Woodward here. Um, is that the is that the David Scott? It's a it's a hotel like Woodward and like Grand Circus, like right there, and it's like floor to ceiling marble just everywhere. So um, that's not the Shinola. No, no, oh. it's um, uh, the Loft, a Loft Hotel or whatever. Okay, yeah. But it, I can't remember that's the it. actual name of the building. If it's the David Scott building, no, it's not David Scott. All no, right, a Loft is uh, uh, right across the street from Grand Circus. Right, right. Um, and uh, just doing a show there for I don't know company Christmas party, I think it was. And uh, I, I after the show, like some people had asked, oh, you did this thing of like guessing somebody's uh, birthday or something like, can you guess mine? And you never quite know how those situations are going to go. It's a little easier when you're on stage and stuff and you have like some stuff going. There was two of them. So I'll kind of like let my thought process going. All right. I had two, I have two people here. I'm going to throw out the numbers that feel right to me and hope that they connect to one or the other, both of them and kind of work around that. I throw out two numbers. It was the girl's birthday of like asking, me to guess her birthday. So uh, there's there's things like that that happen pretty often enough that uh, that like kind of keep you excited and invested and just I don't know like those kind of moments are so much fun for me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that was one. Yeah, that's someone guessed my birthday uh, um, on the show a while ago. Oh, that's oh. right, she carded me. That's how she guessed my birthday. She Never carded mind. you. <laughs> Dude, who cards the host of a show when they're on the show? She didn't believe me that we had the same birthday. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways. Um, but yeah, performing. I, uh, now, teaching, like a lot of the teaching stuff is more through the books. And, and then that's kind of a problem is there's so much of it that's kind of like shrouded in mystery. Um but show wise, I mean, I you keep bringing up shrouded and mystery. I gotta know. Okay. I know. So how do you know when a when a fellow magician is is up to a certain level where you can talk to him, uh, um, like eye to eye on the on the same thing? So when uh, there was three of us that just like got together for some event uh, that was nearby, and it was like my first time really going out and hanging out with other magicians. Mm -hmm. Those the three of us then started uh, the group that's now been too busy. We had our own lives. Uh, it took us a little while, like we would give a little bit and, um, it took us a good few weeks of like every other just week. Just testing each other. <laughs> you didn't know how far you could trust each other, but you wanted to, and you wanted to like work on stuff. Um, there's still a point where there's certain kind of pet things that you kind of keep to yourself and there's yeah. certain, um, ideas you never really talk about. 
But uh, yeah, it it takes a little while. You you don't often just kind of jump into something like uh. You, oh, you you're might, a magician too. Maybe you can help me out here. Oh, I just learned so much new stuff. Yeah, like yeah, you, right. Cool. I'm glad you did. And inside, you're cursing yourself. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like you might uh, oh, you kind of you kind of start off by like performing something and then mm. and then kind of gauging the questions they ask afterwards. Or since we have a uh, quote unquote Kobo behind us, uh, there was a few years ago I did the um, America's Got Talent auditions. And uh, you're sitting there and then suddenly like you have a bunch of like once they realize you're a magician, like all the other magicians kind of like gravitated around you and they're like, hey, show us something. And uh, I went to show one of them something, which is uh, relatively not basic. I mean, it's a very cool effect, but um, it would be one that any other performer would generally know. And within, I think, eight seconds, they're like, "Okay, cool. Let me show you something. And I'm like, I'm. It's like, I barely started. Like, you don't even... So uh, at that point, you realize, like, this is not the person to go too far with. This isn't the person to kind of talk talk shop with or whatever or discuss more. Well, they just wanted to show off. Yeah, they just wanted to show off. But that was that's sort of... That's part of it is, like, if they can't wait and see if you have anything that they don't know in an effect that they do know, okay. uh, then that's not a person you're... I'm not, that's not a person I'm willing. Secret handshakes. That's sort of, that's what you need. Well, that is kind of the secret handshake of just like, they weren't able to either even just wait and finish out the effect or appreciate it or see if there was, they weren't looking if you had anything new for them. They're just like, Oh, I've seen that trick. All right, here, let me show you one. Uh, so it was, it was sort of itself a secret handshake of just like, well, this person's not the person to talk any kind of deep discussion with. They, they don't have it uh, in them just yet. You know, because that because that does bring bring up uh, uh, something I've noticed. You know, because I have seen magicians do a trick, um, or you know, other performers do something like, "Oh, I've seen this before; it's kind of cool." And then they do something on top of that, yeah, to make it fresh and their own, right? So it is very important to let somebody finish. Yeah, like you don't know where it's crazy how many yeah. times I've had somebody because I went here pick a card, they go, Oh, I know this trick. It's like No, you don't. Yeah. So at that point I like pull the card in the end, I'll pull the card out of my shoe or something back when uh, back then. And yeah. uh so you're just like, I know you don't know that one. So that it, it it's but it in performance it's kind of fun, sort of. Um, but I mean those are maybe usually drunk people who are just oh, I've seen this one before and it's like you haven't. <laughs> no, I don't think you have. And if you did, I'm now going a different direction. I'll do something you haven't seen. Yeah. Well, what's something that uh, you feel like a performer sh- should know? Uh, or at least something. What's some, you know, let me rephrase again. Somebody that's going to perform, whether it's a speech or, or an actual performance or, or, or whatever. Um, doesn't matter what it is. They're performing or doing something in front of a live audience. And they're like, hey, tell me something. G- give me some advice, anything. Give me, tell me something. What, what, what do you tell them? Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to go with the more like speech oriented because that's, that's fine. Don't, right. Like the tricks don't matter. Um, it's really coming down to making sure that you're getting some of yourself out there so that. Th- you, not so that you're like preaching about yourself or like your message or anything, but uh, it really comes down to just kind of that human to human interaction. Like if they like you, they'll like what you do kind of thing. Uh, All right, I'm going on stage. Tell me something, anything. I'm going on stage. What What is it? Tell me something. Going on stage, uh, make sure to, in any way that you can, try to like see everybody in the audience. Like you're only going to be able to see certain groups All of right, them I'm at a time. Bye. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone said that to me once. I was I was a stage manager. I'm like, oh my god, I'm nervous. Tell me something. Tell me something. I'm like, um, uh, you're, you're, zip up your zipper. Your fly's undone. There you go. And they're like, wait, what? God damn! Oh shit! And they run out. <laughs> You'll knock them dead, tiger. <laughs> Don't trip. The, the 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 tile is loose over there. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, I noticed something. Uh, what was it? What? What? Oh, three seconds. You gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just murder them right before they get on stage. Did you fart? <laughs> Wait, what? You're mean. It's like, which? Yeah, you missed a button. Just, that, nope. Just go. Just go. <laughs> yeah. No. To me, it's just all down to getting, being personable, 
actually caring mm. about the people you're working with, uh, even if it's for a short moment, even if it's just a card trick and you're just there for like two minutes, like you can, it's crazy. Like all of us have the ability to really just brighten up somebody's day by not being a jerk and acknowledging them as a person at the right, at the right moment. Um, Wait, being a jerk is impersonable. What? Being a jerk could be if you're, you're like, it's like, Hey man, I see those shoes you got. They suck and you suck too that stupid hair like that's personable you're like noticing well, see, see i i think that's bullying oh that is it is <laughs> being a jerk to me is like man that color looks terrible on you, you because you you're well then again nothing nothing can i don't and then you just throw something at them different like like man that looks terrible on you then again it doesn't matter. You're still you. So what? What the hell do I know? And then you just leave them scratching their head. And like, what do you mean? And then you just right, start right, talking right. to them. And yeah, those. Their I've got the. I know those people. Where yeah, they they give you just enough to. Nagging. You're like I'm pretty That's sure. That's what's called, right? Nags. Yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure you're being a jerk right now, but you're also like you just kind of trailed off. You sort of switched the top. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got mental problems. I I I, I totally <laughs> tuned everything. <laughs> like, what is wrong yeah, with this there guy? There we go. There we go. That's it. You nailed it. That's I'm a that's performer. A jerk. What do you expect? <laughs> do you got time for one more? What is it all right if it's a bit more visual? Um, sure. Why not? Uh, I'll describe, or you either describe what you're doing, or I'll describe. Right. What you're I doing. mean, I'll, I'll try my darndest to describe okay. it. Okay. Um, uh oh, he took off the ring. Someone not, call Renata. Not yet, not yet. We'll get there. All right, these I did not steal from the Spoon Man from the, the wonderful Foundation him. Hotel. I did not steal these, but I do. No, have, he had these with him. Yeah, I do have some two forks. spoons, two forks. Yeah, just in case. Uh, let's Who see. Who do you want to fight, Spoon Man or Cracker Man? Uh, I want to fight Baby Peanut from the the Super Bowl the other. Yeah. Months ago, months ago now, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'd say Spoon Man would win because, you know, he's got spoons. Yeah, he just yeah. eat the pe- All right. Um, let's see. Which do I want to Fighting do? temptation to flip silverware. Fighting temptation to flip silverware. All right. Since I did bring them, if you would like to, uh, I think we'll just work with the forks today. If you would like to take a a little look-see and make sure that they are what they appear to be, they are... Dirty. What do you eat with these? Broccoli? I don't think... I'm uh, choking. (laughs) They're they're clean. I've definitely not eaten broccoli at any point in my life unless it's covered in cheese. 572 made in China. Uh, Members mark. Yep, those are a lot of the things I was going to mention as well, is that it's, uh, they're not, it doesn't say stainless steel, but it says it on the box, so I don't know how much to believe that. Hey, uh, you're the one set it up. I told you I was going to flip them. <laughs> uh, but they are from, uh, they're from Sam's Club. That's the mender, Members Mark brand. The videos version. They're not the, the audio version. They're not the strongest. They're not the cheapest. They're just mm-hmm. the strongest I can afford. Uh, you'll find them at some of the nicer Coney Islands, so not the one down the street. Uh, <laughs> Which one? La- I know. Lafayette, I was, I was American, gonna let that, Woodward, Kirby. I was going to let that one just like let people decide We're on in their Detroit, own. Detroit. There's a Coney Island in every other block. I know. That's so, why it works. And then they can just fill in the blanks themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this starts off a lot like the rubber pencil illusion. In fact, I'm going to try to do it without touching it, at least as little as I can. So we'll just kind of, uh, if you were to do this yourself, the idea is to try to get the... I'm glad he's wearing glasses because I'm actually afraid he's going to like hit his eye. He's basically trying to do the elastic pencil thing. Yeah, it looks like it's bending, but it's not. Yeah. So the idea is to try to take the illusion of like that, you know, like you said, the elastic pencil and try to make that illusion look a little bit more. If you poke your own eye out, I'm not responsible. Here we go, right at the top. The fork's flipping me off. It is a little bit. See a little bit of a movement yeah. with the tine. We'll try to get it to move yeah. a little bit so further So one here. part of the fork is now um, lower than the other one. Yeah, it's sort of bending. He's and all trying to go matrix on me a little bit because there is no fork. Now, somebody, uh, this is the thing. This is something 
that got really popular in like the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. of people like going, uh, having uh, spoon bending parties at their house. So you would rub the, the fork or the spoon for like about two hours just as a, a group, just sort of rubbing and yelling at it. I would recommend doing it with a spoon over a fork just because the forks have these uh, like pointed little edges and stuff. Yeah. But I would also say that most people are not going to get it as quick as I'm going to end up doing it. So I would start at the beginning of your podcast, just sort of rubbing a spoon by yourself. And uh-huh. by the end, you start feeling these moments in the middle where it feels almost like plastic and it's just kind of like going to bend itself. Yeah. It, um, so I don't know how much is showing on the video version. You know, let me let me zoom in here. Right now we can see the back of the fork starting to bend up, though, as what's... Okay, so video version, the, I'm you no longer going to be suffering by seeing my face. It's actually zoomed in on this fork. He's rubbing the back, and the back is... Um, it really it, is lifting it, it, up, though, right? It's being stimulated, yes. The, the, the fork got a little stimulated. Yeah, and like comparing it to what it was uh, with the other one, I mean, it's a pretty sizable sort of difference. I'll bring your hand down just a little bit since I zoomed in there. Okay. It's not something I normally, uh, I, now that I think of it, not something I normally even do on video too much. I don't, uh, I, I, I save it for kind of special, special times. I'm special. Yeah. All right. Well, th- anything else you'd like to mention or say? Well, I don't know how close this is coming out, but we'll have, uh, I have a show in Southgate. It's Friday, March 13th, and we're looking to, I mentioned earlier, have the show done more consistently. So I do believe another one will be happening uh, in May. It's just that we don't have the date for that yet. You can keep an eye on uh, stevetheamazing.eventbrite.com, and that'll always have uh, my most recent shows and ticket sales and everything available. And I think that's just about it for that. Um, and if someone was interested in your books, where would you tell them to go? I would I would probably just tell them to send me a message at facebook.com slash Steve the Amazing, uh, just so that it's... They have to include a, the secret handshake, don't they? Yeah, the secret handshake's like, uh, like 50 bucks or something, I think. Uh, that's... <laughs> That'll get you pretty far. <laughs> we're, we're talking to like dysfunctional veterans. They don't have 50 bucks. They don't have my book then. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's been a joy. I, I love coming on here. I, I'm glad I got to, to show some more stuff. And uh, I mean, it's a beautiful place. You got a great place here. So I always want to I wish visit it was it. mine. It it's mine. yours for this, the last two hey, hours. It's mine for another uh, 27 minutes. Hey, just like, hey! My, just like my parking spot. 27. Wow. I didn't even catch it. I, t- I told you 27 is a magical number. That's true. It, it's the rule of threes, which is multiplied by, by nine. Oh, yeah. And then that's multiplied by three again. It's a very powerful number. That's true. Um, anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor. And you could also join like the Patreon and like, like leave comments and like, you know, thumbs up and all that good stuff. Yeah. And let me know if any of your spoons bend out there. That'd be great. Spoon man.